Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're looking live at the Calamity Jones Hour. I'm Mandy Jones, and this is my husband. Glenn, how y'all doing? We have a great guest in the audience with us. And I keep calling it the fucking audience. You guys are the audience. What the fuck ever in the studio with us tonight. And uh, this is our fourth episode of the Calamity Jones Hour. We come to you live every Friday from 8 to 9 on uh, my homepage, Mandy Jones uh, Live, Mandy Jones the Comedian. You can also find me, Mandy Jones the Comedian is my YouTube page. You can find all everything I do archived on that page. Every Wednesday, Bonnie Scalisi, another um, great comedian, uh, and I go live from 7.30 to 8.30. We do a show called The Wildflowers, where we do a show very similar to this, but instead of Glenn being like a rigid man um i have like a cute little best friend uh he also girl. does comedy like i, I from the start i've said i'm not i'm not a comedian oh no i'm sorry um yeah so um so we have a ton of fun um robin devito yo yo robin is tuning in robin i want to let you know that we actually do not uh tomorrow night is going to be rained out due to the hurricane it's going to be hurricaned out um so tomorrow uh, is not going to be the comedy event. It's going to be a free comedy event on Sunday afternoon. Same lineup, just about. So please, uh, private message me. I'll give you the new details. Anybody? Joan Krupe, Asher, Bill Hansen, what's up? Um, thanks for tuning in. I'm talking about a free comedy show that uh, we host every. We host a free comedy show with Open Bar every month. Um, and it's a reverse style bringer show where if you bring a, if you're a comedian, you come and show your love and support for comedy, you get put on the automatic roster for future shows. Glenn, you want to say something? You're looking um, at me like I'm talking no, too much. No, I, I mean, <laughs> That's just how you look at a woman no, who talks too much. No, I was just looking at you <laughs> while you were talking. And I was, I really like the how she explains like the reverse bringer thing. Aww. I think that it's what we were noticing anyway with even the bringer style. Bring, oh, I impressed you. With the bringer style stuff, you were bringing other comedians because it's who your friends are. This is like, right. you know, like that's what we're who we doing. can get. So, so like, this is, this, we got to do what we can do. Um, please share the show right now, guys. We have a very great um, friend of ours in the studio with us tonight. Please share the show. We're going to have a lot of fun. I'm wearing a shirt dedicated to him that we're going to laugh about tonight. Um, follow, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Mandy Jones, the comedian. I already said that on Instagram. I'm also jo Mandy Jones, the comedian, and I am calamity.jones on Instagram, uh, which is everything we do here. Um, I'm going to intro this guy. What do you think? Yeah, sure. Um, let All me right. pull him up on screen uh, while you say it. Okay. We're going to give this guy a formal intro. This is not only a great comedian, but this is also one of my great friends. Uh, he's been doing comedy all over New York, Long Island. He was up fucked, bum fucked a couple of weeks, was weekends it ago. Was from Walton, New York? Uh, I got a cousin there. Seven years ago. Uh, he, uh, he's been doing comedy for seven years. He's a great friend of mine. Uh, please introduce uh, everyone. Welcome, Mr. Billy Geyer. Yeah. Woo! 
Thank you for welcome. Me, welcome. Yeah. This welcome. is awesome. I'm glad to be here. Well, I gotta start with talking about myself. You know, okay. it's my show. And sure, I got sure. I gotta I gotta bow down to you. I mean, we did the Dan Romano show to, so many times together. You did. I think you saw me eat a girl's ass. Uh, amongst oh, man, other I, things. I have um, I have questions that come later. Later, let, we'll later, ease everybody just, into this. You uh, gave me weed in a sock. Remember, I still have the sock. Oh, oh yes, that's funny. I, I slipped it. I was like, happy birthday, bud. Uh, that was when we were at our former oh, network. Um, hey, Kayla, Murray, Bruno, um, good friend of ours from upstate who's tuning in tonight. Um, this is our friend Billy Geyer, hilarious comic. Hello. He's a big sweetheart, so don't let him fool you. Is that Bruno from Romano's show? Yeah, that is, is that Bruno. Yeah, hey, that Bruno? is Bruno. Yeah. Well, pal Bruno. Yeah, exactly. Watching. Um, so yeah, as I was saying, we started the Dan Ramon, you know, you would, Dan would have me on and yeah. you were a co-host, you were yeah. a fixture there. And yeah. so we never really got to talk about you much. So what's going to be super fun tonight is going to be focusing oh, on you okay. because you always redirected when it got in too much into Billy Land. I was there for the jokes. You know, I didn't go too deep into my personal life, I guess. You know, well, so. that's not what we're here for tonight. We're going to yeah, split you we'll wide open. Sure, let's do it. We'll put it all out on the table. You know, and um, if anyone's not familiar with the scream button that Bonnie and I use, uh, whenever appropriate, a random scream goes off. Um, we gave Billy the rights to the scream button tonight. Um, yes. He's going to have fun with it. I'm the sound man tonight, guys. <laughs> so if you hear a random scream, that's just Billy um, reacting to something that may be going on. Uh, Kayla's giving us hearts for the shout out. We're going to see Kayla soon. She's having an engagement party. Oh, and um, nice. our comedy tent is going to be an engagement party tent. Oh, oh it sweet. has a many functions. So we're going to go upstate. We're going to party. Mary Wong, family friend. Welcome, Mary Wong, to the party. We are, we are interviewing um, a good friend, uh, Billy Geyer. But another, uh, another funny story that came out just before... Before, just while we were setting up, funny stuff always comes out. Yeah. This is not a Billy story, but Billy asked about the mannequin behind Glenn and I. Uh, I bought it's that very man attractive mannequin. <laughs> I bought that mannequin for ten dollars at the Goodwill, and my sister has a thing with mannequins. We're just weirdos. We like our mannequins. And um, funny story is, my sister works in hot in the in the Hamptons, high end retail, and a woman comes in one day to her boutique, and the woman is frantic. She goes, I got a really weird question, but does anybody, is anybody selling or know where I could buy any mannequins? And my sister just goes, I got an even weirder answer. I got one in my trunk. She was moving and she was in the process of like trying to let go of things, but loved this thing. She offloaded it. I think the lady was like, I think whatever the lady said, my sister like knows to like haggle. My yeah. sister like was like, you want this for 200. Like my sister like totally worked it. And, it must um, have been a nice mannequin. It was, and well, and you know what happened? I think my sister read. My sister's just not. She's emotionally intelligent. Not that my sister's not intelligent, but she's emotionally intelligent, okay. so she reads people. Uh -huh. And she read that this lady was some rich lady running into every store in the Hamptons, and that this mannequin's probably going to be used for a fucking. Yeah, art somebody, installation yeah. that the fucking artist my sister's like can i can fucking you know i gotta ask my sister what the real number She's on the mannequin yeah no, so I'll i mean that. that's not 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 one of the reasons that <laughs> i have her and that's been in every one of mine and mandy's houses somewhere yeah like, uh she has just a, like leaning in a corner somewhere. yeah she wears a christmas tie around the holidays because uh we don't do a tree that's too much work 
Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah, so yeah, yeah she's, she's multifunction. We're very utilitarian and kinda, over uh, here. And on the mannequin, it has all of our like wedding Bergalia, which is it's not our it's not our wedding it's not our wedding anniversary tomorrow, but it is our eleven year like together. Um, oh, congratulations! Yeah, commitment yeah. anniversary. Where did you guys meet? Stony Brook University. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You guys are in the same class or something? She was my rugby team manager. What? <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't know that about me. No, I don't think we ever talked uh, about she that. She was yeah. tough. She was. She ran that team like honestly, like she, she was the final word. Mandy told you you were fucking up or something. You were like, you have to be escorted over here and like chill out and drink Damn. a cup of water. Yeah, you no. Strike me as a rugby girl. Uh, well, because I wasn't so much into like playing rugby as I got paid to manage the rugby team. So like oh, okay. I was in charge of like all the email correspondence, and I oh, I went right. on all the trips and I kept the guys in line. Like I was uh -huh. part of um you know the coaching staff and the. The coach was awesome, you know, so he would get me, like, legit windbreakers. Uh -huh. And, you know, we just, we had nothing but fun, you know. We, he took me, he took me to Ireland when I was 18. And oh, and he had the 10-day the trip totally planned out for us. Like, uh -huh. it was a great experience. It really was. And it brought me to, you know, this this fucking knucklehead. So, so it wasn't all bad. Um, no, was, but was I. Was it love at first sight? No, it wasn't. I thought he hated me. I thought he hated me. That's a lot of people, a lot of people get that like I'm, um, I'm standoffish. Yeah. At, at first, and she was friends with my roommate who was also on the rugby team, and she'd come over to smoke. Uh -huh. And I actually, I had just cut myself shaving a certain uh, genital area. Yeah. Oh, you're skipping a lot and, of things. But, okay. No, no, th but this is the first time we hung out. One okay. On one. Okay. Yeah. So and I she went... comes to the door, and I'm like, oh shit, like. All right, come in, like, and I, like, get dressed and, like, like smoke. Because I didn't want to be, right, like, so I was here to hang out with your roommate, but now that your roommate is not here, I'm going to leave. So I was, like, he was, like, oh, he's not here, but, like, you want to chill? Like, it was, like, he didn't want to be awkward. What happened with the accident? What did it, what, I cut myself. <laughs> I cut myself shaving my balls. So your balls are bleeding when she comes And I had, like, a sock, I had, like, a sock and spandex on, like, in yeah. my, like, Gooch. Yeah. And, and I was I didn't want to open the door at first, but then I was like, well, you know, I, I already said I was there. So yeah. like, you know, I bring her in, I, I put a robe on, like it, it, mad uncomfortable. And I yeah. was like, there's no way this girl will ever like wanna like talk talk to me like that because like I don't she always said she didn't date rugby team players either. Yeah. So that like, was my rule. I was like, I'm not sleeping with any of you because or else you sleep with one, you gotta sleep with all of them. Yeah, There's thirty to fifty of yeah, yeah, it's like you get a you get a reputation. Uh -huh. So I'm like, I'm getting paid, none of you are getting fucked. Yeah. Let's you know, so it so it, it leveled the playing field. All my friends that were just you know, if I gave a guy a compliment, it was just like yeah. you're a friend that I'm well, building that is, up, you know. I thought so, Mandy was gay. All of the female rugby players are gay. Every, I hung out with all the female rugby players, they and they're all gay. lesbians. Yeah, yeah. Not and, to mean to yell, yell over you. No, um, no. Bill, uh, Bill Hansen saying, "Mandy, I like your shirt. We're gonna get to it. Um, it's part of uh, why I threw it on because Billy is a is a reason that you should I'm support I'm not marijuana." The more the screen button is more likely to hit itself. <laughs> Andrew Plaginos. Um. 
Well, I guess we can get into it, Billy, because you said you're open with talking about. So, Billy. Sure, we can get into anything. All we, right, we guys. Already, we already started with ball blood. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so, so let's get I, into it. So let's stop getting no personal. Shame, no shame <laughs> let's stop pussyfooting around. No shame. We're going deep tonight, guys. Okay, so Billy had a near-death experience. Quite a few, actually. Okay, so yeah. I'm only talking about one. What are the others? I was that a heroin addict. Okay, all right. right. Okay. One of those spoon burners. Well, God bless you for still being alive. Teenage years. Okay, all right. And uh, part of the American dream. Exactly. No, no, I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even being. I'm not even being sarcastic, (laughs) people. It's fucking. It's a. It's not a gateway. It's a fucking setup. The system is broken. It's not set up wrong. It's not broken. It's set up wrong. You were a fucking... Nah, you were a victim. I mean, no one fucking put a gun to your head. No, no. But uh, it being fucking rampant on the streets didn't help. Hell yeah, <laughs> Suffolk County, man. It was horrible. Especially when I was in high school. Right? Uh, yeah, so exactly. That's when I, when I went to college, it was like, oh, wow, people in high school were getting into it? Or yeah. is it just high school is just more rampant now? I don't know. You're it older than me. I think it's getting a little bit better now. Maybe it went, maybe it flowed through because yeah. I don't remember kids doing heroin, but I remember in high, in college they were. You got the cool bag. You knew the bags were good when they had like the Batman stamps on them. Uh, yeah, like, right. The Batman ones, those are the best. Right, right. So yeah. you had what, you OD'd a couple times? Or I did, just... I OD'd a couple times. And then one really bad. I ended up in Stony Brook for three months. Stony Brook, good places. I exactly. was born at Stony Brook Hospital, people. Oh, shit. These are not coinky dinks. Um, um, all right, so Stony Brook, you, how old are you? You come back to life. I was 18. And you're like, all right, now I want to maybe live. Yeah, I moved upstate for a while, up to Walton, where I just was. Oh, uh, call back, guys. Yes. I don't believe in coinky so dinks. You, you have family in Walton? Or yeah, something? I have an uh, aunt and uncle. My grandma lives up Oh, that's funny. I because I have family in Walton too. Yeah, I we talked before. about it at the backyard show. We had a little <laughs> upstate bond. In yeah, the, uh, yeah, no. Because I used funny. to, I lived up there, and my parents have a place nearby there, near Walton. Okay. Okay. Now, how far is that, babe, from where you are? It's it's closer to here than okay. it is all to right. where okay. I grew uh-huh. up. Like, uh, I couldn't tell you. I I never drove. My parents were always driving over there. Like, I haven't been since I was an adult. Speaking of upstate, Dylan Pickering. What up, oh, fam? Yeah. What up, fam? That's How an upstate uh, buddy. He went to high school with Glenn. We should have you. We did a cooking episode. You should come and cook with us. And we joke and have, have a good time. And you show us your heady yeah, skills. Yeah, that, you cook us something real awesome. nice. And we that could actually really do some awesome. pre-recording so that you could like fake it up. And we can make a mess and I'll clean it up. And then we could all eat. Yeah, you know, nice. yeah, we'll do something. Because honestly, Rachel Ray. We, yeah, exactly. We did a cooking Bam. episode, and that was one of the best watched ones of me and Mandy. That's like, Rachel Ray, right? They really think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why not? And she's the one that got Kick racked up, up too. <laughs> No, that's Martha Stewart. I know, I'm joking. Oh, now okay. I'm, just, I just, I'm just being I just thought, silly now. Now I'm just throwing them all in a pot. It forget it. See, I am someone that's kind of gullible with, like, jokes. Yeah. But, like, it's at great work, for though, me. I worked the other day. The guy came in and said to me, like, that the cock was yelling, yellowing that I just did. And I was like, no, it's not. Like, you know, like, it was a brand yeah, new Yeah, Glenn's like an OCD kind yeah. of kid. And I, he was like, yeah, no, I was joking with you. Twenty minutes later, he comes back and he's like, 
they just called it actually is. And I was like, you fucking jinxed us, man. Like, why would you say that? Like, yeah, you, you, why would you bring that up if that wasn't happening? But Oh, my Lord. All right, so you want to live your 18. Yes. What else is going on? After 18? What, are we what You said you had more death and near-death experiences oh, okay. until we so get then, to the one uh, that I want to talk about. So there was two heroin overdoses. <laughs> okay. The one recently. Okay. So cardiac arrest? Uh, congestive heart failure. Okay. Get it right. All right. What's that Seriously. Mean? What's that mean versus like? Um, it pretty much means that uh, you shouldn't go to the Chinese buffet every day. Okay. Um, that's bad. Doesn't it's a lot of salt. Doesn't help. Doesn't help. Okay. And you shouldn't drink every day. That's another. Doesn't so like help. So thinning your blood, basically. Like yeah, that. my heart wasn't uh, working properly. Yeah, it was. It Chinese was congested. Yeah. So is it literally like? Is it literally like? The, it doesn't beat at a proper rate, or it I think it's not pumping enough blood around my body to so get like, you legs, where you need. My legs were filling up with fluid. Oh God! Okay, uh, all right. I so just breathe all... right. So like it wasn't getting your kidneys and getting clean. Yeah, I, I, and I, I was stoner too. I uh, I would get winded masturbating, where I would have to take breaks. I never had to do that. I he didn't like, tell me that personally until the ride over. Yeah, like I remember. <laughs> he didn't call me to be like, I'm getting winded every time, man. Magic. <laughs> I'm having a problem. <laughs> Full disclosure, guys. And so I would have to take break. Like I ran a marathon or something. You know? Yeah, and you're like, yeah. I got to stop smoking weed. And I'm like, I got to quit smoking weed because I can't was, breathe. He thought it was a yeah, matter of oxygen and not yeah. the blood getting to... Because uh-huh. you're putting a lot of blood into other places that, you know, you're probably yeah. not getting it to your brain and to your extremities and yeah. stuff like that. Right? All in the penis. Nowhere else. Yeah. With the, <laughs> the rest of my body is getting no blood. It was just all going to my dick. So you probably felt horrible. Like I I You felt, felt like addict, like, uh, uh, what is it? Um, what is it when you have, uh, like, when your equilibrium's thrown off? They call it, um... Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, vertigo. Vertigo, yeah. Like, Like, you know, your whole, like, fucking thing's thrown off. So you yeah. told the doctor. You actually was... disclosed to the doctor about smoking. Yes. And he said that, no, that would have lowered your blood pressure. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay, so something else is going on. Yeah. So I ended, I went to a, the doctor. They checked my blood pressure. It was through the roof. So they were like, no, you got to go to the hospital. And that's when I ended up in Stony Brook for... And that's crazy. Once again, like, Stony Brook, back, you get, to- back to Stony Brook. <laughs> you get your blood pressure taken, and they tell you that it's too high. That that would make my blood pressure spike probably because yeah, I'd freak uh-huh. out. Like, yes. Well, I told him in the car, Kevin Smith. I, I don't. I misquote me. Probably. I think he had a stroke, but he. It was he smoked a huge joint from a fan or whatever before the stand up. Did his stand up and then had heart failure, whatever, a stroke, whatever it was, heart attack. And he asked the doctor, Doc, was it the joint? Yeah. Could the joint have done it? And he said, yeah. if anything, the joint kept you alive. Because during this super stressful getting to from a show to the fucking ambulance, most people, you have a fucking nervous yeah, breakdown, anxiety chilling. attack. Yeah. Uh, but you're just like, oh, I'm fucking stoned still. Like, this is <laughs> fucking Twilight Zone up in this fucking bitch. You're taking it, a ride in an ambulance. It was a crazy <laughs> experience, to say the least. Well, it's, uh, I think it'll, I, can't speak before you, but I'm guessing it put some things in perspective in, per- in oh, yeah. terms of what's important. Yeah. I mean, I quit drinking. I haven't drank since October. Congratulations. I mean, I, and I was oh, we're coming up on October. Like, it's yeah, soon. It's, it's like, Jesus, good. good. I didn't actually even put that in perspective. Yeah, yeah exactly. Cool. That's pretty awesome. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and then uh, 
my diet, you know, I had to switch up my diet. No more fast food, no more Chinese buffet family. Well, you know, we started, um, co- I mean, COVID really kicked us into gear, but Glenn had saw a couple documentaries about that were getting him into thinking about eating right. And Glenn's yeah. the, like, smart one, so he's like, we're going to eat right. I'm like, all right. He's like, I'm not going to buy cheese anymore. I'm like, okay. You feel okay. so much better just eating. I, oh, so yeah. so I make is... a, my fucking chicken without cheese on it. I really don't miss it. I we're put a little extra mayo. We cut, out, we cut out a lot of meat because <laughs> not only, like, being an environmental major from school, uh-huh. I realize that it's equally detrimental as fossil fuels. A lot mm-hmm. would argue eating meat in yeah. the factory farming. So like not eating meat would really be, we'd be able to sustain more population for a longer period Is that period all of meat? Like, uh, it's a like matter of chicken they, or are we talking about everything, cow? Okay, everything. everything. They, you know, beef they is worse. Beef lump, is definitely worse. But they lump them wrong. together. Kind but of. like, it's just the, the amount of energy it takes to make meat and the, you know, uh, exhaust from it like mm-hmm. you know the yeah. methane and are the... You, my mom said she's not seeing you guys technical problems well, oh, we're coming oh. up on on here yeah everyone's saying how they're seeing mine's it. running on my phone maybe she has a technical problem no well you know what i'm gonna send her she might be trying to go to three's company or something but something uh wrong. Yeah, everyone else is seeing it, it seems it's your it's your eyes mom it, put your glasses but, on so <laughs> what have you been doing what have you been doing Differently, to, like differently, or what? It, what's your what? What's your what's your cheat though for food? Like not oh, necessarily okay. cheat. What's like the thing that you like? You that's won't give up. Health, it's not worth that's it. That's kind of healthy, but uh, like there's. Hmm, let's see. I mean, I like candy. Sometimes I'll overindulge in candy. But yeah. I try not to, okay. You yeah. know, overdo that. I like my candy. I oh, pretty much I eat. I don't eat red meat anymore. I cut out red good. meat. I just that's eat good. chicken and fish. Yeah. Have you ever what, tried I, like some of the vegetarian options they have in the frozen section? No. Honestly, my sister's a vegan, so she uh, see, makes a lot of vegan what stuff. What we yeah. do is we cut out the meat in some cases and get really good cheese. Uh-huh. And you could get make a veggie burger that like you don't really miss the you don't really miss uh-huh. the meat. You know what I mean? Like uh Yeah, they have a, the tomato basil freaking veggie burger. It's like cheese comes out of it. That's not cheese. It's a, really good. you know, and it's they got it down to a science yeah. and it's like you throw it in the oven and you you preheat a fucking I, I I do we do everything like whole grains, the whole grain wraps, whole grain pitas, uh-huh. you know, just try to substitute everything. When I'm buying the beans, I buy the low sodium. I, anything that says no sugar added, I'm trying to do yeah. no sugar added if it's an, if it's an option. I just feel like a thousand times better. Yeah, no, I I get it. And even like this is gross, everybody. But even just being like uh, mobilized, you're fucking uh, you know shitting and fucking all that shit. You yeah, know, when you uh, eat shit food, you fucking feel like shit. Yeah. Like because shit food comes out of you, like. You eat like fucking veggies and fiber and shit. I you feel fucking... like I had like rotten, just like ground beef inside my stomach. Like, for years. yeah, you're probably you still know? working that out. We yeah. still are. Like, it's gross. Who was it? Uh, well, I talk about like yesterday. I'm. Who, I still am working the old it out. Western guys, and they said they found like how much shit inside them was. They found like oh, meat water. Talking about and... King of the Hill. No, they had uh, that. But they had his like scan of his colon. Of, he had oh wait, I do remember that. I love yeah. King of the Hill. That is like, if I could be somebody, I think it'd be Hank Hill. Like, <laughs> I was thinking of John Wayne. <laughs> okay, yeah, and, and Elvis John. died on the shitter. So like, That's yeah, true. once again, not a good bowel movement. They no. weren't eating their fruits and veggies, guys. This is real talk. Uh, Bill Hansen, you love your candy, but you also get out and surf. So. 
Bill, um, you got to have your balance. Um, you got to watch out for those sharks. Yeah, right? exactly. So you're a risk and, taker. And that is like yeah. the sugar thing. So the one guy at work, the, Low you know, the one High guy cholesterol. eats the most candy you've ever seen in your life. He'll yeah. eat lemonade powder, like packets. Like, <laughs> the guy eats sugar like you've never seen. Yeah. His coworker, like the person he works with a lot, got diabetes. Not someone mm-hmm. that eats a lot of sugar. Yeah. So they tested his blood sugar. The guy had been eating, ate like one of the like Seven Eleven bags of sour gummies like this, and yeah. his blood sugar was lower than the diabetic guy. Oh. It's like he just naturally like his body craves it, or I guess like I'm yeah. not a doctor. Like I, somebody's you, you know, his body must make extra insulin or something. Yeah. Everybody's different. I like that. <laughs> Come on, that's like the least original thing said on this show tonight. (laughs) Yeah, so I try to walk, exercise, do the cardio thing. The fitness girl, the fitness girl, Heather Lerman on on Wildflowers on Wednesday, she was like, you don't need to run. Walk, people. Just just fucking walk. Just walk. Yeah, that's it. Around you know, the block a couple times. Walk and eat Anything. and you know and she and she was talking about how good it is just to disconnect to walk to be through uh-huh. nature and you know. Yeah. You know, even if you just have headphones on or something, just eat dis- some mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Take a uh-huh. stroll. You'll walk way further. You'll yeah. walk way further. <laughs> you may Sometimes forget you walk where you so live. far into the woods, you're like, fuck, now where do I come back out? Like, you can only walk halfway into the woods. I uh I bought some some acid. Okay, not from us. Not from not from <laughs> these guys, no. But uh from a, another comic. I don't know if he wants me to say his name. <laughs> Let's not I say probably it here. Yeah, probably Where I was going big with the I love marijuana shirt tonight, yeah, and now I we're talking about acting. yeah. I bought acid the other with night my, from a guy. Should I say his name? With, no. With my Trump stimulus check. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Stimulate the illusion. Yeah. yeah. Stimulate your mind. They Thank should you, legalize. They should legalize. It. it might help. It might help some of this shit that's going on. No, okay. I don't know if I should bring it up, but Glenn thinks that infertility uh, drugs should be illegal. Well, all, all we won't go. No yeah. infertility drugs. What does that mean, infertility? Like people like, like I don't who think like take hormones. And hormones. Don't call them that. Hormones like to like like if I were like barren or like had a bad chance of having a baby, like I think you he could adopt. like. He could like give me like steroids every day, and like we could have like all this sex, and like maybe I'd have a baby. Oh, okay. And it's just so like, against that um, because he's just like, like survival of the fittest. Well, no, gotcha. and it's not so much that. It's that a matter of if you have the resources. This is expensive to go and get like in vitro and all that stuff. It's very uh-huh. expensive. Yeah, you could change a kid's future. You know what I mean? Like, you right? Really, there's a kid. Yeah. There's it's a an baby ego thing. You need, you need your half your DNA into something for you to love it. Like, uh, yeah, I get that for sure. Yeah, why not? It just adopt. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. There's enough there's kids so many on kids that need love. There's so many. There's enough kids on this earth. That's yeah. that's our that's his human population economic no, totally thing. You know, I I I, I might have painted a bad picture on your beliefs yeah, no, a little I, bit. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to do that to you. It's a, I don't no. hate though. I. I, I, there's a bunch of, uh, you know, induced labor, induced well, pregnancy I mean, people that I love that like they wouldn't exist if it didn't happen. Exactly, so, like, exactly. I can't. I'm not like super like. No, 
I'm not going to be like, you're an asshole for doing that. I just like, you know, it's just, it's like, he, we just, he just is like, it's kind of like a hang up. Like there's, Mm. you know, there's plenty of kids that'll love you just the same or if not more, like what's really sad is a lot of kids, once they're 18, they age out of the foster care and then, so they don't get a check anymore. So they're just like on their own. Yeah, they don't know what to do. Right. You don't have a social, you don't have like credit. You don't have anything. Like you don't have, and they're just like, all right, peace out. Like. There's, oh, there's, yeah, there's a, um, a group called Forgotten Angels. They're out of Florida. If you're out of Florida and you want to help them, um, they build tiny houses for the kids. So when they cool. age out, um, they built, they like learn trades and they fuck uh, I honestly was like, can I Skype with these kids? Can I do something? They were like, our goal is to have one in every city. Uh, I think the next one's going to be in, um, did they say South Carolina is the next one? Or he might've said North Carolina is the next one. But that's the Forgotten Angels of Florida. And I was like, when I heard about that, I was like, that's what I want to be involved in. 18-year-olds that got nothing going on that are fucking lost. Uh Because I was that kid. I was the fucking kid that... Maybe, maybe at 18 by, you when had you, family behind you, but like, but like they didn't get stuff. it, you know, like yeah. they were in their own turmoil mm-hmm. where they were figuring their own shit out. Maybe like, you know, you fucking get revived at 18 and somebody's like, Hey, I, uh, I'm not going to make, bring it to meetings, but I was you one day. Yeah. Well, that, maybe you'd like, listen to them because they have no fucking, well, that, uh, thing to talk about. It's no like sales pitch. It's just like, I'm coming to you as a real human. I mean, a couple just, other people like that, that and, come to me. And, right. And didn't that make an impact on it you? Did, yeah. yeah. So, like, like I think, like, opportunities like that, like, for kids especially who don't have parents to go home to. Yeah. You know? When but shit then hits I think the a wall, lot of it is, is it the, the matter, well, no, uh, distraction rather than coming up to someone and being like, I think you're going to die from what you do. And, like, I think you have to change your life versus... Yeah. You know, maybe you change your life and find a new group of friends by doing something different. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Well, like yeah. comedy. Like get involved you know, in something. You know, that something. doesn't revolve what around you, that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Meet what new are you interested people. in? Make it so it becomes uncomfortable. You know, you're a drinker. You drink too much. Mm-hmm. Go and do something where people don't really drink during it. Like comedy might yeah. not be the best example. But like, <laughs> join so, a kickball league. It's so, exactly. Yeah, where they're and, like, you can't be drinking on the field, sir. Like, yeah. And it's just, <laughs> Something like that. It diverts it away from it without it being. I find that when people get called out, you know, I have a family member right now that it people are calling him out on it. Intervention. 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 It's making him drink worse. It's how kind of a lot of that stuff works. Yeah. You feel rejected. Yeah. Right. So So if it's me or the boo, if it's family and happiness and the booze or family and happiness or the heroin. And your your parents kick you out, and you say you're you want to do heroin. You don't have a, a spot to live in anymore. You're gonna go out of the street. You're gonna cop heroin, and yeah. you're gonna get high in your friend's car or yeah. on the beach or outside yeah. because you basically were just told I have family or I have this drug, and I'm addicted to this drug. Conditional and love is what. So it is. my yeah. their love is conditional. So I'm out. So like the worst thing you can fucking possibly do. I mean, you need tough love and you can't be like giving them money to go cop and like you can't be like making it super comfortable, like doing their laundry and like bringing them food and Uh beer. Like, you know, you can't be making their lights up, but you can't like throw them out because then there's like then they deal with like an abandonment fucking, you know, like, okay, now I have a drug problem and abandonment issues. Thanks for like the next (laughs) like relationship that I go into. That's like going to be totally positive now because like. My own family left me, yeah. you know? Yeah, there's so much that goes into, like, the family dynamic and 
everything like that. It's not even just the person addicted, you know. What I mean? Right. It's everybody. Yeah, it's everybody. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And once it becomes a thing, it makes it harder on everybody else involved. Like yeah. once it. Yeah, it's an Once elephant you, in the room with a t-shirt on. You know, you, you know? <laughs> enabling you then. And right, like what alliance are you on? Yeah. Everyone's talking behind your back, and it's a big conspiracy. I but mean, I is watch intervention, it? and I'm like, oh, yeah, that was me, like, 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah I, I and, it, and you know? now you're like, I'm the person writing the letter to somebody but, else, because and, everybody yeah. in their family, everyone's got somebody that's you know, needs fucking help, and throwing them out on the street and... Fucking well, telling but, them that their love is their love is extreme, conditional is it, the worst thing you could do. Yeah. It's and it's also that's, like that's my message we're, tonight. We're we're also not therapists. People have different situations. Like, There's also a lot of therapists who are fucking overweight and fucking skyping from their car, and they're like, "You want help?" I keep seeing sponsorships a, about overweight therapists. I'm like, "Why would I want an overweight therapist?" <laughs> I went to a therapist. <laughs> After I overdosed on heroin. Okay. Right? I didn't go to a rehab or anything. Okay, okay. I, I moved out of state. Okay. And kind of did my own thing with family. And, okay. Uh, so I went to a therapist. I told her about my heroin addiction. And she says, I can totally relate to where you're coming from. I have an addiction to ice cream. Once I start eating ice cream, I just can't stop. My toes are curling. Yeah, and I'm like. I'm not calling my mom back. I'm like, what? I'm like. Well, How are you a therapist? Yeah, I'm like. Then I'm like, well, I never shot Hagen Dogs. I wonder what that's like. That's where my brain went. <laughs> yeah, 32 <laughs> flavors. You definitely, like... needed, you definitely needed to light the spoon. It needed to be liquid. Like... <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh my god, what a fucking crackhead. Yeah. She should have her license. Well, there's. But she shouldn't be giving some. You're that's a smart man. Yeah. She shouldn't be giving other people. Advice about how to go out in the world and navigate. Maybe she's just, maybe maybe that's a, a maybe part that's of not part her calling. Of, maybe that's no. Maybe certain parts of therapy that's completely her calling. But maybe to help someone in that situation, you maybe go to she a, probably a drug. Maybe it's or, a, yeah. Maybe that was or, yeah. Maybe yeah. that was someone's a little more specialized. Yeah. She was in like an overeating so, anonymous yeah. <laughs> therapy genre. So you know. Like I said, I think the best way to help people is to really, like, distraction. Yeah. And so, even myself, like, uh, idle time, I don't, what's the quote? Uh, idle, idle hands is the devil's work, or idle time is the devil's work. It's basically like, you can't stay busy. Yeah, you're not you going to get fucked up. And you're, not gonna do, yeah. you're not going to do bad stuff. Yeah. But, uh, because so dinner time true. is like, I got nothing going on. I'll crack a beer or yeah. 40. Yeah. You know, yeah. like nothing's going on. I can but sleep late tomorrow. So that's where I really think, you know, for myself, for Mandy, uh, you know, I think that the comedy and, you know, the podcast and constantly trying to expand ourselves yeah, really busy, helps. Yeah. Um, so I know you're a comedian. Does that help you? That totally you? helps. I mean, I'm still, I smoke a lot of weed, you know, but. But that's, you know. But the doctor coming, told you you should smoke yeah. weed. Well, he didn't say <laughs> I should, should, but he said it was. Better than alcohol. Not the problem. <laughs> the non issue, guys. But yeah, no, that's exactly it. It's just staying busy and, uh, you know, trying to find new ways just to, you know. Dimly your mind. Yeah. Meet new, pe meet new, meet new people. people. I and, know, I know. And just try something out different and push yourself for something different. Like, you Instead know, I'm not someone. You want to have fun with a needle? 
Take a sewing class. Exactly. Yeah. There, you the sewing. there you go. There you go. Sewing's fun. Yeah. And then you can well, find yeah, that last. Because before comedy, me and Mandy did try. Mandy did a, a couple of art, like, uh, Oh, yeah, oh, I, I went to the high school education. and did, like, drawing classes. We did, we we did ballroom build. dancing. Yeah. Um, we tried a couple different things, and it was, like, all, like, geriatrics. Uh-huh. And we were, like, we need to find, like, we like hanging out with, like, a full age spectrum. But, yeah. like, we need to find something uh, not just senior citizens. Yeah, we need <laughs> to branch out a little they bit. Like, they were completely, like perplexed of like why are these kids here <laughs> it was pretty funny because my aunt was like when i invited her to my first comedy show in like december and i had been taking these like drawing classes she was like were you even taking drawing classes like how much of this is a lot because like <laughs> i sent out like a group text like oh by the way guys i've been going to open mics and like practicing jokes and this is my first show and like I didn't tell anybody in my family until I had, like, a date for my first Bringer show. Yeah. So, like, after three months of, like, being on stage, they were like, you're way too confident. Like, and they and my one aunt was like, were you even taking lessons? Like, what have you, like, she thought I had been, like, like, lying? Like, that was my, you know, I'm going to be just at my drawing class, you know? Like, Who was, uh, was the first show you ever did? Oh, it was an Evan Weiss Springer show. And you know, everyone hates on Evan Weiss and everyone hates on Bringer shows, but you get a class act. You know, Evan's it was a great, great. guy. Evan's, Evan's a, a good dude. Evan and is he my always friend. he okay, always shows up to all of our events and always is supportive yes. and doesn't play into any of the drama. I've always I mean, liked, he pokes and, fun a little bit at it, but nothing, but too, course, nothing that comedian. nobody's... He's a, he's a nice guy. Nothing and that nobody else what, is pointing out. Something <laughs> something that I liked about you, that I like about Evan, that I, there's certain comics, Andy, if he's still watching, uh-huh. from the start, I noticed the ones that, as not a comedian, I don't have anything to offer, I'm not funny. Yeah. The ones that came and talked to me and asked about me and didn't just tell me when their next show was and uh-huh. you know were actually personal with me treat, yeah, and treat treated me like, like a pe- human person right. not just yeah. like some kind of viewer like yeah. you know I treat bringer. everybody the same man I try to at least and you know? that's yeah, why, why I, that's how I knew yeah. the real people and my favorite my favorite comics not only did that uh, you know mean something but I uh, identified with their comedy the most uh-huh. honestly like I really because did because they're like, probably relatable human beings that's a big part yeah. of comedy is being relatable you that's, know you don't meet a lot of nice people in comedy it's you know? a lot of egotistical people that yes. didn't get enough love and enough attention and yeah. I didn't get enough love or attention but I'm in it for something different <laughs> <laughs> no but no I no I did get totally enough love and attention but you know what I mean it's a it's like this whole ego driven thing yeah. and it's really weird because us putting the show on together Billy's like I have never been so fucking stressed out I'm like oh yeah it's diva town it's like everybody's egos right you know you you never even like thought Evan of yeah you know, Tara. we never thought of their feelings yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we never thought of their feelings before this <laughs> I get it though. Totally yeah, now we are on, you know, now we got it. Steven Rocco Perillo, we feel your fucking pain. I had a funny story about Evan. The first time I met him, he was at, I used to go, the first time I did comedy was at the Roast in Patchogue. It was a coffee house and they would do open mics on Tuesdays. Ooh. So I went okay. down there and I signed up and this guy was like, hey, he's a comedian. You should talk to him. And it was Evan. Yeah. So I started talking to him. And he had his notebook, and he's like, hey, look at this joke right here. And I look at it, and I'm like, oh, it's pretty funny. He's like, I just wrote it. I'm going to try it tonight. 
And I'm like, oh, all right. And he goes up, and it went over good. And I'm like, wow, that's like a real comedian. And then I like went on his- Look at him just going out there with jokes. I went on his website, and I saw a video from like five years before, and he was doing the same material. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's a jerk. <laughs> well, I, it's so funny, because even though I've heard a bunch of Evan stuff a bunch of times- Yeah. There's a couple that I really like. Well, like and I, I just too. like he, I'm like he he mastered that joke and like yeah. it's like has like a composition to it that like I don't see how he couldn't tell that joke. Like I'd be yeah. upset if I didn't hear about right. John Taffer. Like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, there's there's a bunch of John uh, Evan White's jokes that I laugh out every single time and I'm not yeah. putting show on. I laugh because they're fucking funny. I gotta thank my parents for where I am today because they gave me the gas money to get here. <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great Evan joke. Uh, so can we talk about how I stalked Evan? Yeah, why not? Why you, already, you, 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 you already Listen, opened it up. So I said to Evan, he came to our, I think it was our 4th of July party, 3rd of yeah. July party. I was like, you live across the street from a certain, uh, like a certain middle school I was, I happened to have been working at. And he's like, yeah, yeah why? I was like, I I saw you walk by, and I know you walked the track. And I was like, I was kind of watching you. He's like, when was that? And I was like, like a week and a half ago. I was like, the first time I tried to yell to you, and you didn't hear me. So then I was like, do you live across the street in the house with the green shutters? And he's like, wow, so you really have been, like, paying attention to what I do and, like, where I go? And I was just like, I was really, like, I, I was thought I saw a doppelganger. So and then I started, like, investigating. Yeah. And he like, he took it so weird, but I was like, really, like, you didn't, when I yelled to you the first time, you didn't hear me, so I had to do my own investigation to find out if that was you. Right? It's like, I hopped your fence, I was in your backyard for a second. <laughs> well, then he had the joke about uh, honey or sugar yeah, or whatever. Yeah, Glenn's like, I know it's and she was on And she was on, like, a, she was on the front porch on, like, a lounge chair, and I was like, that's definitely honey, right? <laughs> um... Yeah, jokes are real, man. Like but, uh, these are our real lives. Um, I do want to just say, hey, Nancy Weems, hey, Barbara McNeely, tell you, Terry's mom. Uh, Rehan's in. Oh, it's Terry's mom watching. Yeah, Terry's mom's watching. Um, yeah, man, Terry's mom's a good, a very good supporter. supporter of the show. Yeah, she watches shows. Bonnie and I. Yeah, she Sweet. jumps in on. And we, he took me upstate, uh, Terry. We carpooled, and then he actually. So this is a funny story. So I went upstate as a kid my whole life. Fucking said a dumb. Story. My whole life as a kid. No, uh, as a kid, we went upstate all the time because we had a house up there. Okay. And we always drove past the Roscoe Diner. It was a famous diner upstate. You know, I always heard about it. But my dad would never stop because you had like that George Costanza, like, we got to make the best time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no time. So, like, he wants to brag, like, oh, yeah, we made it up there in three hours. Yeah. But, and we'd have to, like, pee the whole time. He wouldn't <laughs> stop at all, you know. And I always passed by the Roscoe Diner, and he never stopped. I'm like, fuck. So then finally, I told Terry that story, and he took me to the Roscoe Oh, oh Barbara, you raised a good man. You yeah. really did, Barbara, because that's, that's sweet of it Terry. Was. Terry was like, no, fuck that. Yeah, we got awesome. time. We're fucking pulling over the to the home, Roscoe Diner. On the way home, we stopped, and I got the lumberjack. Because it matched Aww. my look, too. I look like a lumberjack. Carrie's such I, a big sweetheart. What a, a that's really sweet. I like hearing stuff like that, because that's like, comedy is like our second chance. Yeah. You know, Bonnie calls it like the, um, everyone's like in high school again. Like, it's everybody's chance. Because it's funny, when I went on the Staten Island Comedy Show, everyone, I didn't get the question, but most every comic got the question, 
were you the class clown? Mm -hmm. And everyone was like, I was teacher's pet. Yeah, that's <laughs> every, every, said. Everyone said, no, I was teacher's pet. Everyone I was voted court jester. I was, so you were a class clown. I was the class clown. Yeah. I, I streaked across the football field. Oh, you did it all. I was on News 12. <laughs> um, oh, I, what were you on News 12 for? Because I streaked across the football field. They were like, <laughs> they sat up, they were like, some Classic. people, some people at football games stomp their feet. Some people clap their hands. And some people, and then it just cuts to me running. <laughs> so that, that's I had like so much fun in high school. Too much fun. That's like a comedian, like uh, like a checkbox. Because there's a couple comedians I've heard News Twelve stories of like getting arrested. Or oh, humor. Well, here Murray, the oh, first time, story. the first time he was called a comedian was the headline was uh, said like a comic gets arrested. He's like, Mom, they called me a comic. Like, was so happy with the news. Like, they called me a comic. Like, and not not even embarrassed that like arrested on the front lawn or like whatever. He had a he had a zapper. He had a really like stupid, a, taser, a yeah. really stupid taser that looked like a cell phone, and they were like the the headline was like cell phone zing, like <laughs> like comic with cell phone zinger, like it was something really fucking stupid. Yeah. Oh no no not ringtone. It said comic with zing tone. Oh. It was so stupid. He's like I didn't try to fucking zing taser the cops. They fucking pulled it out of his car, and he was like, "Oh yeah, that might be a taser." You know, like it was like the but lamest. They're just trying to get. Him. Oh, he was—he was, was a good guy. Hugh Murray, guys, if you don't know him, he's great. He I will be on this show, I'm sure, at some point. He has a podcast too. If you're into video games. Oh yeah, cool. they do a whole gamer thing where they're oh, like, you're tip, right? where you're like watching mm -hmm. the screen it's, it's and they're talking. Couch Quest, I guess. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It looks intense. I, awesome. I don't play video games or watch video I games. I play a little GTA sometimes. All right. You know, I'll, talk I can... shit, I'll talk shit to the uh, you know the little kids or something. <laughs> that's Grand Theft oh, Auto. Have you ever seen the video guys? of the like African warlord telling the, the kid called him like a fucking cunt or like something terrible, <laughs> and the guy was like, "Oh yeah, like you know, like I kill people for fun, basically, in like real life." Yeah. And the kid like started to get like, "Oh yeah, well you'll never find me." And the guy was like, "Oh yeah," and like gives the kid's address and like, <laughs> it's a it's a worth watching video because it's oh like my a, God, I've never even seen that. It's like a twelve year old kid that like learned that like the internet is not a place to fuck with people, yeah. like, especially people with some kind of like power. Oh yeah. my God, yeah, and that like you're not like you're at your mom's house, but your IP address is very much like available. You're very much yeah, like, yeah, like, they'll like, find you. You are very... I can find you if I want to, and like I kill babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I will kill you for this game. Another funny so, story going upstate. Uh, I stayed at my grandma's. Too far. Actually, this one was not that funny, but the second one's kind of funnier. The uh, yeah. she fell when I was there. Oh man! Oh no! How old is she? In her eighties. Jesus Christ! All right. Yeah, well, thank was, God you're big because if an eighty year old goes down, I can't fucking pick them up necessarily. This was after the show. I she came to the show. All my family came up there, which was super great. They came to the show. It was outside. These outside shows. Your show was awesome, but some of these outside shows suck. Okay. This one kind of sucked. I felt, but um, everybody was just too spread out, and it just was lame. Yeah. Okay. Um, no lights either. Yeah. So when Terry, when Terry went up, it was like dark. So like he had to cell do, phone he lights. Had, no, he did it. 
so redneck through truck light. Somebody turned their brights on. Terry did his set through well, truck Well, that's what Terry needs to be doing with that. With his yeah. humor, that's what he it needs actually, to be doing. Cool. Uh, I like that. Uh, so then oh, we left the show. I slept at her house. Terry stayed at a motel nearby. And uh, she was getting me ice cream. And she oh. her, her heroine. Yeah. <laughs> and she just went down. And I tried to save her. Oh but my I think God. I think I like Lenny from Mice of Mender a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie, by the yeah. way. Book, but book, book, but movie, like Mandy thinks I'm the score. It's a great book, and I, I love the movie as well. But um, so then I, I get she couldn't get up. She had to like actually like you know uh, drag herself to the. Oh bedroom. my lord. She's all bruised because, you know, <laughs> bruised easily. You know, yeah, and, yeah, Jesus. You're like a rotten peach at that It was page. like a Life Alert commercial come to life. It was. <laughs> That's my dad's, by the way, hands down favorite commercial every time to this day that it's on. He goes, oh, it's on. It's on. It's That's on. That's my commercial. <laughs> he goes, it's on. Here it is. And it's every day, every time it's on. Oh, he man. does not. He's not. He's he's got his, all his wherewithal. He's fifty-seven, yeah. or he's like not old. Like <laughs> he just likes the commercial. He just thinks it's hilarious, and it fucking is. Yeah, they, that neighbor's yeah. got some crazy fire. They were lighting up fireworks around the show. Yeah, they yeah, go every night. Like they light off like a. Bit, like Both a big, eyes all summer here. Yeah, yeah seriously. Big they fireworks. Yeah, they've got some sort of connection. So. You you know your grandmother made you. All right, so, yeah, no, right, so Anne's fall fallen and she can't get up. Grandma fell. I got her up. Oh, it's his grandma now. Yeah, it's my grandma. Okay, I thought it was your aunt. All right, so Sorry. grandma. All right. I said aunt. No, well, you she, were at your aunt's said, house, Mandy so just I'm said assuming. Aunt. Yeah, my aunt was there. Okay, I'm I'm. All right, so grandma's down. Yeah, grandma's down. I get her up. She's all bruised. Is she laughing? Is she crying? What is she saying? No, to you? she was okay, and then she was by the I. Went to bed. I got her into bed. And by the morning, she was good. She was yeah, up. Yeah. She was up before me. So yeah. I and I and then Terry was there to get me. So, I mean, I, I kind of just left right after that. I didn't really get to talk to her too much. She also thinks she has a huge skunk problem because she doesn't know I smoke weed. So, I'm smoking out. Oh, my God. I smoke out on her deck. And she's like, I think we have a skunk problem. I think they're breeding in I the house. I smell it every time you come in the house. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. You got any Oreos or <laughs> I think I got Oreos. I think I got sprayed out there. Oh man. <laughs> I never even knew the the whole skunk. I never even knew what a skunk was until I knew that somebody had told me, oh, it smells like weed. And then yeah. we were upstate and I smelled what was a nasty rank weed. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, is this what a skunk? And God's like, yep, that's skunk. The first time I smelled weed, I was like, wow, that smells a lot like my dad's garage. That's what I first time. Like the seventh grade. (laughs) That was the first time I smoked weed. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like my dad wasn't having like fires that we weren't invited to. Dad was taking it easy for the night. So, what guy did Dan Romano invite you on your first podcast? What guy you on podcast? Like, how'd that go? Um, I. Hmm. First, I the first podcast I guess I did was Struggles. Yes, that was when our it, first podcast. God bless. Podcast. Yeah. Um, now it's um, three and a half. Uh, what is it? Two and a half men. Two what men is, and half two, a lady. Yes, sorry. I'm yeah, no, they're great. They're great. I was just on there recently. Uh, Justin wasn't there, but um, 
We did oh, it. you sat in? I think I saw it for a second. Yeah, we did it at Eboli's. With, uh, cool, yeah, yeah, cool. But uh, they're awesome. So that was my first podcast. I, would, I did that pretty frequent. And then ended up doing Dan Romano. Yeah. Butera got me on. Okay. Butera was the one that helped me out huge. He got, like, winning his contest. He got me to Atlantic City. He got me all these. Oh, different... I didn't know you ran you. That might have been before I started comedy. That I you were. Wa- yeah, it was me. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing comedy coming on three years now. Oh, okay. So yeah, I think so. That was before my time, or maybe it was maybe the. Year or maybe you right when I started, so I didn't even know. Yeah. You know, it was just not his, even in it. I won his contest. I think it was the second Aragona's uh, Suffolk County. Oh, okay. Well, congratulations. Festival. Yeah, uh, quite yeah. A few years ago, but, but he still won. And he, so you got some opportunities. So you said you went to the casino. I went to Atlantic City Comedy Club, and uh, oh damn, what casino is that a part of? I don't even remember. Uh, the Tropicana. Oh, okay, okay. cool. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, kick-ass club. They had cool whiskey drinks. These whiskey slushies. Oh, my mm. God. <laughs> Fantastic. You have a good set? I had an awesome set. I crushed. Good. So, uh, <laughs> time. Look at that. Um, that's always good. <laughs> he can't believe I had a great set. I know. I know. <laughs> it happens. I'm telling you. Uh, honestly, I've, I've never, never seen, seen you not get laughed. I, I never seen you I not do, kill. And it's like so brutal. Well, everybody's going to have a, a not so great yeah. set sometimes, but I've never seen you not get a good good amount of laughs on most of your most jokes. Most of the time right? I do pretty well. I don't like to toot my own horn, but I do. Oh, I'm no, you I'm, do. A, I'm, no. A, I'm an audience member. Yeah. So like that. that's, you know, that's you my extent. So I... I you've re- seen me quite a few times, for sure. A bunch of times. Oh, times. yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of, of shows. Course, yeah. Of course. Like I said, I've never seen you not do well. Um, and your stuff is funny because it's very, it's it's dark and it's different and it's like almost so But there's past, a lot of lighthearted no, stuff. No, there's too. a lot of lighthearted stuff, but some of the stuff is so past the line that people are like, if you're not laughing with me at this, it's just to the point where we're so ridiculous. Yeah. You get to the point where you're so ridiculous that like, you can't be thinking of, you can't think of yeah. serious. And I think people let their guard down because when people are like not selling it right yeah. and they don't know if, wait, is he serious? Should I be laughing? And yeah. you present it as this is a joke, people. This uh-huh. is a joke that we should be laughing at. Yeah. Uh-huh. And people are like, all right, I get it. I should be laughing. This is a good <laughs> joke. Like, you know, like I think Kathy Arnold has that kind of presence too, where she's, she's having so much fun. That maybe even the she could be saying anything. I feel like sometimes, and she's having such a blast that you just want to have a blast with her. Yeah, Terry's and, like that too. Exactly, awesome Terry too. Like exactly. I've seen Terry come near meltdowns, and I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna cry because they're not listening to him. Yeah. I mean, this is his oh, night man. out. That was the last time we saw Terry. Was, <laughs> that was they crazy. had to, he had a table of just like probably liberal kind of like people that were not digging everything he was saying, uh-huh. and like. Not like instead of like talking shit to him, just kind of like talking amongst himself. Yeah. And he was like, "Pay attention, like you know, like show some respect, type yeah. shit." Like, yeah, you know, like, like discuss how much you hate me after the show. Like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. At least be quiet. He handled it very well, but it was the large table in front of the stage, and that like, it yeah. was like and even, even it's the tough. great ones deal with bullshit. Well, exactly, and that's why it's hard to see like somebody be like. You know, we just put he just put on this great show. He's got all these comics. Yeah. He's the headliner. He's so happy to finally perform. And you guys are just not in it. Like yeah. it's so disappointing sometimes, you know. Well then and you can't, sometimes rooms are just terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah they exactly. Are just terrible, and because as we talked about the, well, 
who was talking about like uh, turning off the jukebox? Oh well, that's Terry too. That's that's them on the road ridge towards like people literally just like turning off the PA system and being like, no, you no, guys are done. Coming. Like jokes are done. Like turn fuck him, turn him off. Like the like bartenders being uh, like there's... he's done, and like then George Gallo coming out and like show's not over yet, guys. Like <laughs> you know, because they tough. have like, like we've definitely been like, in. We have we went up to we went up to a show that was at that is a biker bar. I'm not gonna name names because okay. I like the venue. But Butera like, put us there. <laughs> there was like three Hell's Angels and like a bunch of biker people and like oh, shit. not we there the for first, comedy. They we were, were the there first, for like clubhouse. Night. We were the first comedians to walk in. I'm early. We were, like, you we're know, I'm so cute. Like in a night. dress. And they're like, oh shit, that's tonight. Like, <laughs> like God oh, damn it. Fuck. Like, like I guess we gotta get out of here. Yeah. Like. Thanks a lot, like, you know, like... And John oh. Butera's like, $25, sir? Yeah. But yeah. You know, that's hard, too. I'm going to pull a curtain across. This is this is the $25. <laughs> you're going to sit over there, and you're going to shut up, and you're going to give me money, and this but, is a comedy <laughs> show now. Before quarantine, I was hosting the Country Corner for Butera. Okay, I'm yeah. East of Talking. Yeah. The crowd some nights... It would be good. Yeah. Some nights were so fucking brutal. Right. Because I've never been definitely. heckled like that. I've never in my life. It makes you a better comic. It does. Because that's hard. These three guys one night heckled the entire mic. I think they that's what Tugboat talked about. Was, a lot of comics talked about it. Andy was there. A lot of people oh, were there. Oh, man. Is that it, was, what did he, this Andy, is what I was Andy talking about. Andy had the final slide. Yes. But I was the one. I, like, lost it. I've never lost. Well, man, I've lost it sometimes. <laughs> but you it. lost it that night. Like, screaming in their face. Because they just <laughs> wanted to watch NASCAR or whatever the hell was on TV. But see, I don't understand that. Like, sports or something. Like, go to You can still watch it and, listen, and not listen. Yeah. Like, you know, just be a Because, like, have some when respect. you do the mic, it's like. All right, so everybody's in the bar. You show up, and you just start setting up equipment. And all right. of a sudden, now it's a comedy show. And people are like, what the fuck? What is I got to sit and listen to this? Yeah, I've exactly. been tipping the bartender. Like, I'm not going yeah. to another place. Like, yeah, exactly. We already have a repertoire here. But they were, uh, you know, a lot of... Uh, your mother, your mother. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. The, the and, Andy, and Andy is even saying that's the Tugboat Manny, your mother heckler story. Like, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So we, this is like comedy history. Like, well, you yes. say your mother to any of these comics and they're going to take know. it in a different way. Because Andy's final thing was, um, I hope you die on the way home tonight. Yeah. I, he went hard. But, and Andy's but, such a nice guy, like, for the viewers yeah, that don't know he's Andy. He's his dad. He's a, like, vet. he's a business uh, owner. He's a really smart guy. Like, yeah. he's, like, I a would, total all-around. I would not have pictured Andy as to be the person to say that. But, like, but at the same a, time, it's so disrespectful. Yeah. And just, like, what do you do that's creative that, like, makes, exactly. you, right. that makes you such an well, asshole? They, they were actually kind of cool afterwards. They were like, ha, 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 we're just busting your balls. Makes you a better comic, though, right? Uh, <laughs> You're like, that this was a test the whole a, time. You guys that, passed. That makes it old losers. That makes it so much better that they tried to play it off after they like, did. So that way they could go home and like sleep later and not be like, I just ruined those people's night. Like so that off. so that they don't die on the way home like Andy oh cursed God. them before. <laughs> like oh Andy wished God. upon them. They were and like, Andy no, guys, this Billy was a, this was Andy an exercise. Billy killed them too. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I mean screaming in their face. <laughs> That's like a Sam Kinison. Yeah, <laughs> you screaming at he full. He broke out a beret. <laughs> <laughs> you screaming at 
a full blast must be intense. Oh, like, yeah, it's pretty I, loud. Because you're, like, a big guy. I can't imagine you, you screaming in my face. And especially like, when I'm angry. I mean, like I feel it, bad like, for my mom and sister. Like I, I see a lot of it. <laughs> like, I can only imagine. Because I'm someone who's, like, a little dog that's, like, also can be a maniac. Yeah. So, like, I can picture you being, like, oh, had it, like, yeah. snapped. We call it seeing red here. Oh, I see red. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I don't yeah. care who you I, fucking, who I'm your no mother is. Rational, like, <laughs> I, I'm yeah. no longer Mandy. I am a demon yes. who's working out some things. Yes. And that's where they brought me that night. And, for, and you know, it's somewhat humiliating because you don't want to lose your cool in front of people. No right. Know? Exactly. Exactly. You want to be funny. Yeah, exactly. But, but you guys literally ruined it. Yeah. You for ruined everybody. It. And that's almost like. That's probably what hurt you, you the most. Well, almost and like, why everyone gets so angry is because it's not even, not even that you're messing with mine. It's exactly. that you messed with all of us. Yeah, like, Tugbo yeah. didn't get to have his jokes and his exactly. jokes. You know, everybody's night. I love, like. I, I hope when things start up again, Butera, uh, like, has me host still because I loved hosting that open mic. Like, because that's how I started doing comedy, going to open mics and seeing, like, I would see, like, Tim Thompson or something yeah. like that hosting at Lizard Lounge. And I'd be like, wow, these guys are so good. Yeah. I mean, getting on their level, you know, that would be yeah. amazing. And then, like, when you get there, it's like, oh, you know, it's yeah. awesome. Well, Tim Thompson is still one of my favorites. Honestly, uh, just me the, um, but the comic, uh, well, oh, well, we used to, me, you, Tim Thompson, were, like, the three down at Lizard Lounge yeah, for the well, longest time. I used to time. love the Lizard Lounge. That was, our, that was Sunday night? It was Tuesday nights we but would go. There was go. a Sunday there was night. A Sunday yeah, night. but Tuesday was Tim Thompson. We yeah. just, that was close to our house, and... That was that was actually the first show me and Mandy ever like produced. I was yeah, at Lizard Lounge. Yeah, we brought out Lizard the Lizard Lounge. Lounge. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we had, had a, a lot of people. Like that was a yeah, good show. Yeah, like all my family came and supported. I like and... a place where you can you can play Smash there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, They've got free video games. And then there was karaoke after. Everyone yeah, was cool too. For karaoke. They, yeah, the bar I staff never, was always nice. The the bar staff was nice. The, the guests were always nice and like like this is cool that they do this here. Yeah, like, they'd no, be like playing their video games. Two dollar like, PBRs. Super clean, <laughs> a very clean place. You could even get like a, a pizza. It's not a New York style best pizza in the world, but you could yeah. get food over there. Yeah, and no, stuff. It was great. Yeah, no, it was great. Lizard Lounge. Shout out to Lizard Lounge. And, so, um, um, so we're are we gonna go over our time? Or? We can we can give Billy because I still have a, I still have a question. Question that I, I have a couple of fun I ones. Was trying, right. I was trying to lead into with the asking about the podcast. We okay. talked about strippers before. Uh oh. I know that there was like, I was at the like oh, Dan, the Dan Romano, Romano, like, yeah, like Experience? Uh, stripper, stripper show. Was that the uh, the Christy Monroe? Was that the birthday? <laughs> the birthday bash, yes. You had the birthday hat. Yeah, yeah, okay. Christy so, okay. It, do you have any funny? Strip club stories. Other than that, like, are you a strip I, club? You go to a strip club otherwise? I or? would. I would. Um, I don't know. You ever be at the strip club and you see that one really heavy stripper that nobody's really paying attention to? That's well, your yeah, girl. So you, so you throw her a couple of bucks because you feel bad. I call that cow tipping. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Try to, to get some material in there. I do have a crazy strip club story though. I left my job. I okay. just was tired of working at this damn warehouse. I worked a lot of warehouse jobs. And actually, warehouse jobs are the best places to drink, I think, get drunk. Oh, get drunk at your warehouse job, that's driving around on a forklift, that's fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's go-karting. I just left. <laughs> I just left. I was like, I want to do more comedy. Yeah. 
it was hard working. Like, I'm an artist. Working 10 hours every day and yeah. then going to try to do comedy at night. I'm right. tired. I didn't want to do comedy at night. Right. So I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm leaving. And uh, then I tried to get unemployment, which is not right. You they were like, do you want to work? You're like, not really. Yeah. So <laughs> They're I, like, are you able to work? You're like, yes. So I, I fought it. Like an idiot, whatever, you know, right? So I had to go to this hearing with my, my ex-foreman and everything. And uh, through some loophole, like they screwed up like paperwork, I ended up getting my yeah. unemployment and yeah. all this back pay. Because you actually did, <laughs> what it is, you actually went to the hearing and yeah. got of it. Like you actually followed through. Yes. So like they're like, oh, I guess he's entitled to it. So I got like three grand. So I was like, I was with my buddy and I was like, this is Vanessa. We should go to the strip club because I've never been to the strip club before. So he's like, all right. So okay. we go to the strip club. I blew everything. How old were you? Every doorknob, every guy in 25, there. 25. Okay, yeah, but that's that, so you know, three that grand in a night. Twenty six, yeah. Yeah. It's what? Easy. On backroom back dances. Can we talk about um, where, what that establishment was that, was that the, got the, your lucky business that night? Was it the scene? The scene on uh, whatever road that is? I don't know if we've ever I, been I've there. never been to the me scene. me and Mandy are someone that, that called the scene, we will yeah. go just to check out a strip club. Yeah. Kind of just to feel see what's it out, going on. You know, see if it's like really dirty. Because like, uh -huh. yeah. sometimes the really dirty ones. It's kind of funny to like it see is. the like yeah. see the like <laughs> dynamics of like oh like this is the like you know guy collecting the money and like you said like that's the dump truck of the of the stripper yeah. like I, it's as much of a people watching experience as it, it is. is like a people watching yeah. experience. Like, you get like kind of uh, thrown off too because you know you're uh, sitting there with the money you know throwing a lot of singles. And then I'm also eating wings, so then I'm cleaning my face. Sometimes you throw a napkin and a G-string, you know, you screw things up. The money has barbecue sauce yeah, all over it, buffalo yeah. sauce. It's always good to eat wings at a strip club. It's always fun. One of my questions for every uh, guest is, what's on your bucket list? Whew, my bucket list. Okay, so I always, I've never been to California, so I always wanted to go to California. Nice, I like Com it. Comedy-wise, I guess I would want to tape a special or all or right. Put out an album or put something out cool. to the world that says, hey, this is my kind. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I know you have a ton of material. Um, Dustin Chafin, who was on our show the other night, he's doing a live Zoom recording album. I don't know cool. exactly how it works. He said it's the first ever. Of, he right. said his friend did something similar, and then I guess it goes to Spotify. Okay. But He's uh, awesome. He's super funny. Yeah, he was great on our show. We never had done a Zoom guest, and I had never met him before, right. but he Zoomed with us last time, and we had a great time. He was very funny, very gentle. Very patient with us. Very patient with us. Not work. Like, he, I uh, dropped the ball on the He text, was a gentleman, so. but... Um, He's doing, um, he's going to record it and then he's going to have everybody Zooms. I guess everyone's laughter is audible to him. So he oh. knows, but I don't know how it works. Okay. Or if all the laughter comes in after. I have no idea how it actually oh, works. Oh, wait a second. So I it's was... not just the comedians on the Zoom and then people are like commenting like this. It's literally everybody that's at the show is on the Zoom. That's how I interpreted it. Yeah, I that's mean, how Dust, I would think. That, Dustin will have oh, to wow. tell me exactly what it is, but he said it's the first of its kind and that it's going to be he's getting. I mean, how could he do a Zoom 
thing without the well, yeah, feedback. Without the, and without the laughs. Without the feedback, I'm you know. I'm missing out on all this stuff, like, because everything's, you know, through technology now, doing doing comedy shows. I, my phone sucks, so I, I, I haven't been doing anything. I know, honestly. Like, I haven't done a, a Zoom show or anything. You know, we, we, that was the first one we did. We did my birthday Zoom with my friends, uh-huh. and that was different. But you lose something to the Zoom. Right. Because you have to. I would it's, Right. Not even just like loss of like how the phone's hard. There's a delay and stuff. Yeah. So like you end up talking over one another and like it's just hard. Like it's yeah. And I would see it being very hard doing comedy. Right. And plus, like there were moments where like you know I'm sure we were talking tonight and we feel each other out as yeah. if a topic's over or not or uh-huh. oh were you saying something you know just those little nuances yeah. that you catch when you're at a table I'd together. Be at the country corner in front of those three guys. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, but yeah. it's also with the open mics, it starts to become like these are your like comedy friends, and like you, oh, I got him to laugh. Like that yeah. one's like that one hits that cool. vein. Right, or, like, right. This right. is the really clean comic, and they like this joke. Uh-huh. Like, you know, again, as an audience member, I always would watch like who, oh, who liked what a Mandy's jokes type stuff. That's what my mom does <laughs> when she goes, she's like, this one lady really liked your set. Yeah, Glenn's like the guy in the back. He must get along with your dad because he loves all your stuff because a lot of my stuff's about my dad so like 50 something year old white men identify yeah. with my set because i'm talking about my dad and it's them uh-huh. they see their daughter talking about them motor, like, motorhead, like, that like loves their fucking cars more than their kids and you know that's that's part of my humor and i, I keep glenn same thing it's like secretly like i'm keeping, I'm keeping track i'm keeping track and <laughs> The, like, again, another like another thing that I like something I keep track with the comedians, the ones that support and laugh and like oh, other people, other comedians' yeah. jokes. Like Bonnie Scalisi, Esther Forrester, and myself. Esther, you can plant laugh. us in a co- comedy fucking show, uh-huh. and we will laugh as hard as possible if it's funny. That's an important <laughs> thing, I think, and I try to do that myself. Try to be, try to get laugh. If it's a light room, too, like, sometimes you do these shows in front of, like, five people. Right, right. Watch the show and support everybody on the show. Right, don't talk to, if you're a comic, don't talk to the other comics at the yeah. bar. Shut up and laugh and show your friends some support. Exactly. I know you. I know you saw the fucking... You know their stuff because you can do it yourself because you've been to so many open mics. Yeah. But fucking give a laugh, you know, do the fucking, a do what's right. A lot of people right. don't do that. I know. And there are people that like after I go or after they go, they're like, all right, it's over. And they want to like chat. And I'm like the asshole that's like, yeah, somebody's still going. And even him, I'm like, Shh. and he's like, what? I'm like, because I don't want someone to talk during my set. Yeah. I, I want to be able to shush someone during my set. Yeah. And I can't if you're fucking talking you during want, theirs. You want good set karma. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. Well, Billy, got, thank you so much. I'm no not going to cut you off, but just I want to get sure, make sure I get a thank you in there because no, you've been you a delight. You've been such a delight. We Do moved the table. We did. Well, well I have so many questions. Honestly, I mean, we knocked the questions we had out of the park. So, like, you, were, you could always come back. Like, this is not. All like, right. I'd love to come back. Yeah, no. Awesome. We, we had a great time. Um, 
Taz you is know, laughing we, at a romantic Mandy, night out for the Joneses. I guess she means a strip, strip club. club. But, uh, <laughs> it, this is the first time Mandy's let, let us go over. Magic was happening. Well, Glenn was like... Let, cause I still had up. my question. I thought the strip club question was great. Well, and, like, and jokes came out of it. it the did, cow yes. tipping is hilarious. Thank you. That's fucking hilarious. That's and a, I've never heard that joke. That's a new one. <laughs> Yeah. I, wrote, I wrote a lot during quarantine, man. I, good, I, I have good. like a new five minutes. Yeah, yeah. So fucking get out there and yeah. do it, man. And right. whether hopefully, hopefully it's Sunday. And we have everything set up here well. if you want. Yeah, you going to do and we're Sunday gonna, still? Because we're going to do I don't think I'm going right. to make it all right. Sunday. It's all good. It's, it's all, all good. Right, you, you know, know? We're gonna, we're, and we're going to be doing, we're going to start scattering in some little open mics, garage open mics. I know, because I got the PA system, you know, and we do it here. We can, we can film it. We can go live from fucking. You know, we can do we can we have we could just even if we just record stuff. We could we have the technology now, so now we just want to gotta play with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like No, my only thing was, you know, I I wanted it to be like a show. Like the show you did was great in the yard. It was awesome. But I want I don't think if we did that in the afternoon it would be like the same thing. No, I get it. And you know what? And what but um what we didn't get to talk about, we're gonna wrap this up, but what uh Andy Plaginos and and Billy have been writing some shorts and they actually filmed one of them. Oh, yes. off a cell phone. So I was like, oh, we had, man. I was like, come here yeah. and fucking. Let us get the, I, I, what I like about this. He loves the director production I'm, stuff. I'm not so much the funny, a funny person, but I really like that now this is, I can learn new technology and yeah. edit video and, Insert stuff into the podcast uh-huh. and learn new equipment. Yeah, and like there's a lot is, that goes into it. I was watching it. Yeah, yeah it's you cool. have to it's set fun. it up like, and we just try to learn new stuff every week. So like, you know, uh, I hope yeah. you guys crush it. With uh, you should, you'll be up there with Joe Rogan. Oh, stop, oh, man, stop. <laughs> well, he's the ultimate. That's, you know, a, and that's well, the ultimate. He's well, the most watched yeah. anything. Uh-huh. Maybe you guys got to do DMT. I don't know. Maybe that's what you got to do. Tomorrow. Well, maybe, maybe we just late, need to talk right? about it. Maybe we just need to talk about it on the show. Yeah. Um, no, but honestly, um, we are trying to build, you know, you're a comedian, and, but you also have real life stories to bring to the table you know we're trying to bring as many eclectic people to this table as possible yeah. and and be real about it you know we're all just real people with real problems real you know we're all fucking. real life if like, uh, you guys have me back i'd love to do it in that smoke room upstairs oh, oh the meditation the meditation then maybe the maybe room. we'll set that's up that's like my favorite room i've ever seen that'll be a set i was that's like great. billy when you're looking for your shoes later or they're in the meditation den he's like i'm not gonna forget about well, that meditation and, no den. he's like we're gonna go back up there after the show that's like the like that's all, our church in we'll our call house, it the, guys. we'll call it the green room church it's oh, our yeah, tr- yeah, yeah, but maybe we'll maybe we'll move all the equipment up here just for Billy because Billy is pretty special. We could, we could do we could do a, It'll a do this, and we'll all be uh, sitting uh, Indian, Indian style. style or what do they call it? Cross legged? You're not allowed to say Indian style. Anymore. What is it? Oriental uh, style? That's, yeah, that's really it's like right, leg right. leg over leg. Or I, I, it has oh, crisscross applesauce. Crisscross applesauce. There it is. <laughs> I knew it was. But there. isn't apples like fucking? Isn't everyone allergic to apples now? What? No, I'm just kidding. That's bananas right. and peanuts. All right, so, guys. So, but let's, we love let's you. Do a, let's do a little <laughs> outro because we have to. We have to wrap that. We have a show Sunday. What yes. time? 
that is at three o'clock. You have to message me for the event details. It is going to be Saturday afternoon. Yes. You have to message me for event details. Billy Geyer, thank you so much. Billy, remind us where we thank can you. find you on the interwebs. You can find me on Billy Geyer on Facebook. And uh, on Instagram, it's Billy Geyer XOXO. Which is the cutest oh. thing ever, and I love. It's, it's, very, it's very hardcore, but it's also very cute, and I do love that. Um, I'm going to be tagging Billy. Billy's going to be doing um, Billy the sketch that you guys did, the, yes, the, the short. Legend, Legend of the Spooky Woods. Legend of the Spooky Woods. That will be on our page. You're going to send it to me so I can get it sure. To the viewers um because i want to see it and i know everyone else probably wants cool. to see it and maybe we'll start writing sketches i mean billy started writing sketches maybe it'll be something i'll be into well, andy's an improv been, guy andy came from know, improv dylan yeah, talked can... about the, the the food episode like yeah, I we got a lot going on types of media like yeah what the calamity jones is our logos are made by my friend zach decker they're awesome um, taz We're, the residential taz artist does art logos are Whatever you do, whatever fills your time, what we're talking about, whatever that blows outlet, your skirt up, that's what we're looking for. That's what we want to support. That's what we want to collectively all get together with. So, right so on. we I think, love you guys. Yeah, we love you. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Thank you again, um, Billy Geyer, for making it here. Awesome episode. Yeah, we will have awesome you back. Episode. Well, you know, I know everyone else wants to see you. I'm not done with you yet. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. Get home safe. We'll see you. Uh, I'll see you on Wednesday, but Glenn will be back on Friday. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Love you guys. Bye-bye.